Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Erina. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh, Morrow, and with Ben Khan and Cameron Stone joining us in the studio. How are you guys? Marvellous. Yeah, Excellent. Looking forward to the match tonight. Socceroos take on Japan in Melbourne. Yeah, it should be a good one. one. Yeah, it's a big game. If uh, if we win, if we we're win, just yeah. about there, aren't we? Yeah. Well, I think a win goes uh, a whole it. way towards qualifying for Russia. We're mm. equal top with the Saudis. 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 Yeah. yeah. And Japan have been struggling, so. Which we had a two-all draw with uh, last week. Yeah. We spoken since then. We conceded early. When we just didn't, we didn't start the game at all well. Um, then we go back into it with uh, Trent getting on the getting on the end of a corner. He does score a lot of crucial goals. He does. Boy. He's very good. He's very good in the air, especially from set pieces. I thought you were talking about our game for a second. Then <laughs> no, Sainsbury, <laughs> Sainsbury, you dickhead. <laughs> then it was it was Urich tapping in at the far post from Cruz's cross, and then um, old mate from the. Al Halal Al Shamrani got the equaliser and it was two two. Hmm. So, do you think we can do the business tonight? Oh, oh, it'll be tough, but home field advantage might just get us home. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to say we'd, we're going to win, but they've been out of form, so we should get it done if we play. If we play well, we probably should. I don't win. think Japan is strong as they used to be. No, I don't think they are. And they're, out of, and they're and yeah, like you said, you, they're out a bit out of form as well. Yeah, we won't get a better opportunity. No. Hopefully, uh, Docklands is packed out because Melbourne Melbourne people always scream about wanting soccer is game, so they got to pack it out. And they're feeling a bit sensitive about crowds at the moment after their their crowd record in the derby was creamed by Sydney. Yeah. It was a good crowd. So. All right, sixty one thousand. Well, I'm going to play the walkout song. Okay, you have to guess what it is. Ready? We you should be able to guess what it is. It is very easy. Smoke on the water. Oh, I think I know Flares. this. I think I know this week. <laughs> yeah, definitely flares. Flare smoke. Flare, flare smoke. smoke. Flare smoke. There's actually a flare mentioned in the lyrics too. Marine safety devices. Yes. So, this is the uh, well, the news that um, FFA are back down on following through with their um, suspended ban. Bloody soft yeah, is what it is. Suspended fine. So, you know, what's they going to take? Like, can we light flares? Yeah, we're not, not. get a fine. Yeah, why not? We'll why just not? get a suspended if, if sentence. Any, anyone else? If it was anyone else but the Wanderers. They 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 clamped down pretty hard on it. But well, it's, this is their what their third the third time they've been told, just about. And it was bloody karma as well because as soon as they ripped the first flare, Sydney scored their second goal mm. in like two minutes. So, but we all know karma. why they ripped it when they ripped it. Yeah, yeah. We probably shouldn't go. Yeah, into we'll that. skim over that. <laughs> well, we we won't go into that. Do you know Morrow? No. Because I'll I'll give you a hint. It's the fifty fourth minute. That something happened the other day. Anyway, we'll just skim over it. So, yes. So well done. Um, deep purple smoke on the water. Machine head. The uh the one of the best bass lines of all time. One of the most easiest played songs. Ever. It's like the beginning, the beginner guitar. Song I know, I know a few guitar shops with that song, and Stairway to Heaven is um, is banned. But it is still classic blues. You're so old. Is it blues, absolutely. 
The Made in Japan albums. How were they amazing. in their primary and were they good? They were um, amazing. Even I'm too young for that. But, uh, <laughs> don't don't but lie. Anyway, good. back to football. You're lying. Right. Um, so we, got, we had a couple of questions posed uh, to us during the week. Um, someone's asked, um, I think it's Fred, uh, with Gallup's comments regarding the move uh, to the A-League uh, for the 12 teams, uh, what are your thoughts on which cities, regions uh, we should move and expand to? Well, definitely not Gold Coast and North Queensland. Uh, Fred mentions that he likes Canberra and Auckland. Oh, Canberra, yes. I think Canberra should get a team. And I think probably the other one that most people would probably agree with is Wollongong. But how much of that Southern Sydney fan base is now is Sydney FC fans? None. Well, the worst thing. I think there'd be a lot of Southern Sydney FC fans, yeah. The worst thing they can do is bring in this... Stupid team from Sydney that's supposed to be like a southern, but the Cronulla, the Cronulla, yeah, riots. like a shire side. That will be the worst decision in human history. I'd much rather see a Wollongong team than a, a shire team. I can't, I can't yeah. see Auckland working. No, well, considering their fate, try to get rid of Wellington not yeah. too long ago. Yeah, exactly. I think my my two would probably be Wollongong, uh, and then maybe a South Melbourne sort of Geelong sort of thing, which is what they should have done instead of Melbourne yeah. City, in my opinion, because there's no, not like with Sydney and Western Sydney, there's no sort of difference really between the two Melbourne sides, just one's victory and one's Melbourne City. There's yeah, no, at least there's a bit of difference there. and um, You need that. Yeah, diversity between the two. Yeah, exactly, yeah. whereas in Melbourne, I think the Derby's still good. But well, it's, it's worked in Milan. It has, yeah, it has, but they've got like 100 years of history of as course. well, so... I think that I there know. was a lot of the, the talk of a, a second Brisbane team's called off with all the troubles that the Roar have had. Yeah. But that I don't think that the second Brisbane team won't happen. I can't see a second Brisbane team working. No. no. But no I, um, I would like to see I Canberra in. I did see in. Ipswich as a possibility, but yeah, I don't I think that's, that's going to work. No. Yeah. I would like to see Canberra in at some stage. Canberra seems the most likely because of, of, of already of their... The W League team success as well. The infrastructure. Yeah. Not to the yeah. FFA, they're not the most likely, though. They've already pretty much said that it's not going to happen, just about. Oh, okay. So, I don't know what they think sometimes. I think if, if the league was starting today, we wouldn't be in it in yeah. regards to Agreed. how they view things now. So, I think we're pretty lucky to be in it, but... I think that's disappointing, though, really, from the FFA. It's, it, it, shows, it shows no guts because the reality is that when you consider the types of uh, regions and places, regional centres that we have in Australia, if you can't make a team work in a 350,000 population, as we have, if, the, if there isn't a business model that can work in that, then your expansion plans are, are pretty poor because your only options are your big cities. Mm. Um, and, uh, well, I, I think, think Wollongong, uh, similar to us, is uh, in that the population is just absolutely exploding. Yeah. And I think they're a great example of where it can work, And but obviously it can't be done on the same um, business model as Melbourne Victory are going to do it or as Western Sydney are going to do it. And the same goes with Canberra. They've got an, a, a good population that should suit a regional team. If uh, the competition can't support regional teams like that, then the competition needs to have a hard look at why it can't and why people can't run a business in that environment. Because which is, if they can't, there is no expansion. Yeah, which is a lot of the current owner's argument around the current model is that the model is all wrong because small teams can't survive and even the big teams don't have enough of a don't have enough input into how the league is run and all that sort of stuff. Okay, well this might bring us on to our second question. 
um, from Fred, which was, uh, what dollar amount uh, would you guys think that A-League is worth for the new deal? And uh, what would you like to see done with the cash? Um, so at the moment, the Foxtel deal covers the um, How much is the cap. current deal? It's $40 million. Well, what That's didn't, including didn't, the Socceroos game Didn't they want well. to double it? Yeah. They wanted to double it just because of Cahill? Because they wanted to double it to $80 yeah. million, didn't they, We're for not, the next TV deal? Not just See, the problem Cahill, is, is that the Socceroos games are now split from the A-League matches. Yeah. Um, whether that detracts... Well, obviously, it, it takes away from the value of the A-League. They can't be asking 80 mil just for the A-League. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, because Foxtel had exclusive rights to the suction. No, they didn't have exclusive. They had um, the delay on SBS, didn't they? No, it was, it was live on SBS, wasn't it? Or was I think it, it was delayed. Oh, okay, it was delayed. Because SBS 2 had the Friday night game. That was delayed as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. That was live. It was live. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was. It was live. It was live. Yeah. But originally they showed what it What was delayed then? Soccer is game. Soccer is game. Okay, so it was delayed. a soccer is game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, they originally showed it though uh, on their main channel, but then uh, when they didn't uh, didn't get enough ratings for their liking, yeah, they, they bumped it to it. the second channel. And I think that there has been. They some put games. it on Go on Nine Go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, and and th- that's disappointing from a free to air partner, but I think it's because it wasn't really a proper free to air partner. And and on the subject of the amount, I I, I don't know that uh, I feel like I could be, be talking amounts. But what I think is important is that, uh, or more important than the amount, is the type of coverage we get. There is no doubt that we need to get ourselves on free-to-air television. Well, Channel 9 have thrown the hat into the ring. Well, and, didn't and didn't really we important. get bumped? Didn't we get bumped for, like, embarrassing bodies or something? That's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> if that happened, that is embarrassing. <laughs> well, the last time Channel 9 had football was the 2002 FIFA World Cup. And guess what happened? Um, they they wondered why there was no points for missing. No, Andy Harper started <laughs> commentating. Oh God! So you can blame Channel Nine. So it's their fault for, for bringing Andy him in. It's their fault. Yes. Whose fault is um Brenton Speed? Oh, I was going to say some nasty things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Channel Nine though. If they're going to bump us for a boil on somebody's bottom, then that's very concerning. Yeah. Now SBS has gone all weird though lately. They're not the home of. Football, like they used to be, I don't think. Like, I think they seem they seem more concerned with the EPL than well, the A League. They've lost, they lost uh, the Champions League, and they've lost. Um, not, they're not bothering with the A League anymore. It's World like Cup, everything's lost the World, got, Cup, lost the World Cup. All they've got yeah. is like that one EPL, the early EPL game on at like ten thirty, and that's it. That's yeah. all they've got. And now they've got the NBL, haven't they? On yeah. on their main channel, who SBS? Really? I'm fairly certain. I thought that was a Fox exclusive so deal. Now, now we look even stupider that they've bumped us to um, SPS2 and I don't think SPS should be the free-to-air partner. It needs to be on one of the It needs to be on a main channel. but A commercial network. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just one game a week. And herein lies the problem, the commercial side of things. Yeah. So are we talking about ad breaks halfway through the... All all they need to do is those little advertisements that come up down the bottom. I'm sure everybody would be happy to watch a game if those happened. Every ten minutes. Oh, you or could so do what the what the V eights did. Did you see that? How they had like a half on screen. Fox, yeah. They had a half screen ad, and then the other half screen was the actual. Yeah, but see, race. that was on Foxtel. Yeah, that's different. It'll be on it's Channel different 10, on pay, pay TV. Yeah, on 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 free to wear, they had the full screen ad. Yeah. You didn't get to see any racing when the ads were on. Yeah. And that was Foxtel's agreement with Ten, that um, you know whenever Ten went to a break, Foxtel would, would as well. But Fox still had um, the ability to keep showing 
you know, live images. Yeah. So, you know, whether it comes to a point where Fox still are doing the same thing as Bathurst and, and the free-to-wear is, you know, just putting up a, a ad straight over the um, match, mm. I don't know. Yeah. Because the ratings for the first round were actually okay. I think it's the best. But there is those odd games on Fox that get... Like, but even then, I think even even our game got like a decent rating. Yeah, on, it was like, like 70k. That's because like people 70. fell asleep and didn't turn the TV off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, probably. It was like 60 or 70,000, but... Um, Which is still very low compared to other sports, but for us it's still pretty good. And for that time of night yeah, as well, it's being, still it's being near midnight, good, so Finishing at midnight. But in terms of money, I think maybe 65, 70 million is probably more realistic. And But as long as everybody gets... As long as all the clubs get a bigger slice of the money... Um, but then, but then get. you think about the clubs wanting to increase the salary cap, and then that probably leaves us behind. Well, no, not exactly. It's if the salary cap increases, then the funding increases as well. Yeah. As Sean mentioned a few weeks so we'll, ago, so we'll have more money to spend. Correct. Yeah. Okay. As, it's, as, it's so all, all about, of this. All of this is not my not my area of expertise. It's all about balancing how much money the club is given from whatever media outlet will give us money yeah. to the salary cap. Like he mentioned, one hundred and thirty percent for the rugby league at Penrith. So they got one hundred and thirty percent of their um, operational costs, pretty much. Yeah. So it's it's all about a balance. Yeah. Like if, if I wouldn't mind seeing a salary cap increase as long as we have the funding for it. Yeah. And like like was mentioned uh, in an article yesterday, um, in regards to how much money clubs make from certain things, it was. Six dollars for the sale of a shirt that costs one hundred and twenty. That's how much clubs make. No, I didn't see this, and that that really does surprise me. That's insane. Unacceptable. Absolutely. That's why. That's why the model doesn't work at the moment for clubs like us, especially. Six dollars from a shirt that costs one hundred and twenty, and the FFA are probably taking. How much do you reckon a shirt costs to make? Fifty or sixty? Forty to fifty. Yeah. And if clubs are seriously getting six dollars, FFA is getting. 60 or 70 bucks or whatever. That's why a lot of people want to break out from the FFA, isn't it? Exactly. It's ridiculous. That's insane. Yeah, we did have a couple of people saying that um, on our Facebook that, um, you know, bring in an independent body. An independent from, league. Yeah, yeah, from the FFA is a bad idea, but no way. Absolutely no way. We cut the, we cut the chains to the FFA. We'll see more money coming into the clubs. We I get think. away from Lowy and Gallup. That's a exactly. win-win. <laughs> I'm not that precious about the, the, the running of the game and the, the way that that is structured as long as we're getting a fair slice of the pile because it, it dovetails back into the issue of, of clubs that uh, are in regional areas. If you don't have the opportunity to maximise how much money you can make out of your merchandise, how much you can make out of everything that you do as a sporting business, then you're not going to be able to um, live in a market as small as ours or in the markets that are as small as ours that are the next in line. Mm. And nobody wants to see all teams from all... Just well, we have teams from all capitals at the moment, don't we? No, just us. There's us, and there's yeah, that there's other team that, that no one cares about. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I still can't get over six dollars for a shirt. That's just stupid. No, no wonder we're so poor. Chinese make more than that, probably. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. On to reviews. First game of the round was Brisbane at home to Victory. Um, one all draw. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best game to get Kick the season the, started. No. The first half was pretty boring. Let's be honest. Yeah, 
The second half livened up a bit. Um, Actually, well, can we tick that one off as the first Friday night curse? Well, yeah, being, sure. being, being a pretty dodgy game. Yeah, yeah. sure. Because Luke, you, Luke, you're going to keep a, uh, a running sheet, of, a running yeah. tally of I'm our pr- predictions. I'm pretty you? sure I picked a draw. And I, I was just trying right. to find it. Uh, I picked Brisbane and I was happy in Yes, two. Josh is the only one that got that correct. I, I knew. I thought uh, I picked the draw. The rest of us tipped victory, and we were so close. Yeah. Thanks, so, thanks, uh, to Veer. Thanks for that, that Veer. The quality. Yeah, our, the ma- our mate Austin. Oh, sorry to interrupt, no, Aaron. No, all yours. No, go on. No, no. The quality was definitely enhanced once Matty McKay was sent off, and especially. Oh, so how good was <laughs> that? <laughs> especially so when he left the field by giving the referee the bird. How good is that? Throwing your captain's armband to the ground and then giving the the, ref, the referee the, the finger. I that gave, was brilliant. I gave ref here the finger at um, the soccer fives. He yeah, but he, did he deserve it? He did deserve it, yes. <laughs> I dare say that Mackay will the game the you same. were there for? Yes, yes. Yeah, so Mar- yeah. Mar- did he deserve it? Uh, he, yes, he did deserve it. He called you a... <laughs> we can't say a that. A bad word? An old C, and he That's called me a fat C. Yeah. Ouch. The referee. No, not the referee, and sorry. I just want to... No, I was no, no say I'm not that, that old. What, is the, refer- <laughs> the referee shouldn't be working there if he's calling you that. He shouldn't be working there judging by his performance. Yeah. I can't stand that Mackay. He hasn't hit his KPI, has he? I can't stand that Mackay, and that proves it. There's no way he should be the captain. And as hilarious as it was, he probably should get another couple of wins. And it was his 200th game as Absolutely. well. It was. Oh, yeah. It's funny that he did it Definitely. in a milestone game as well. He should get a couple more weeks, but it's Tuesday and we haven't heard anything. So the MRP would have sat yesterday, oh, look, I assume. We can't, so we can't even get uh, any interest in the FFA over the flares issue. So I don't no, think exactly. we're going to be too worried about Matty Mackay flipping the bird. I'm going no. to contact the FFA and ask him about that. About the flares. I did send them a tweet, but... Oh, well, you know, you're going to ask him if we can? Or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, mate, does this give us license to use flares? Now? So ba- back to the game. It, Sorry, was, yeah. it was our mate, it was our mate, our old mate, Mitch Austin, who <clears> opened the scoring, minutes. who did nothing all game and then popped up with a with the ball falling right to his left boot. A stat came up, said he had 12 uh, balls into the box. I wasn't sure if that was 18-yard box or the commentary box, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's aggressive. Zing. That's good though. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> but just like us, he didn't. He what, probably one of those crosses was good. The rest were pretty bad. That is exactly yeah. right. Yeah, but they, uh, and they then didn't play great. I think James Troisi and Bazanic struggled massively. Troisi got and then Troisi got injured as well. Yeah, now he's out for a month, so yeah. that, that's a big loss for them. And Ollie just didn't look right the whole game. Ollie and got then, a bad he tackle. Got crunched. He, he got smashed on like the Achilles and he like, was down for a yeah. couple of minutes. That it's should have hurt. been a red for Barello easily. He could have easily snapped his ankle in Very, very late. Um, but yeah, then Brisbane pulling it out of their backside. and It was a great goal. It was pretty arsy, I, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. It was. Like it's, it, it was. It, was, was it didn't look like a centre back's goal, did it? It looked like a, like a poach a poacher's goal. Yeah. But it was from, from being from a centre back. I was like, it was in slow motion. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It took him like ten minutes to fall down. Victory just couldn't clear it away. They just kept they just kept hitting it in the air. Yeah. They were playing bloody aerial ping pong for about a minute there. Yeah, they were. Yeah. And but it was it was weird, but because I thought Brisbane would struggle with their defence, but because all the all the all the reports was that Luke Devere wasn't even going to play because he only had surgery like a month and a bit ago on his knee or something. But he but he actually played really well, and um, victory just couldn't make anything happen. And fifteen thousand people there, which is about ten thousand more than what I thought they'd get after everything that had happened. So that's it was a good crowd to start the weekend for sure. So Josh is on one. Yes, yep. damn you. Right, next game: Wellington at home against City. Another another Mariners Judas scoring the goal for City to win. Concheris, um, as I like to call him, even though he's not Argentinian. Concheris. 
No, Kacharis. Kacharis. Because when we used to have the Kacharis. Oh, and the guy, uh, what's his name on FIFA? Martin Tyler calls him Casales on FIFA. Casales. Um, I have bad news. Anyway, Josh getting 30. Go on, sorry. I have bad news. Josh has got this one right again. Oh, my God. What, I tip City? I tip City. Yep, we all tipped a draw. Two out of two. Get in. Thanks, um, thanks, Casales. Right, Wellington... That was loud. Wellington <laughs> didn't really look like doing anything. Did, they they was started pretty one? slow. Yeah. I, was, I, was at, I was at the brewery so at the we, Olympic Park. Yeah, we were at the pub and there so was Wanderers, Wanderers heads in the way for half the game. Yeah, we couldn't really see anything. They didn't look like really threatening all that much for no, the squad that they have. Not until probably the last 10 minutes yeah. or so. I think it was... Didn't they have a few players out, though? Um, uh, yeah, well, they had five out. From, from inter- for international, international duty, yeah. yeah. Well, Sorensen was sent off in the 58th minute. A very bad Rose back pass. Yes. I was like, oh, where have I seen that before? <laughs> yeah, I was quick to point that out to someone that was praising all the Mariners players. And I said, well, what about the Rose back pass? And they said, no, only positive stuff. I was, well, oh. Tit for tat, come on. Um, but after that, after that red card, Wellington came into it. But yeah, just didn't offer much, to be honest. I think they they really didn't have that much. They they look like a team that's a bit too individual and I don't think they're used to that sort of mentality either. Mm. I think they're they're more used to having a team mentality like ours and less stars and all of a sudden they've got Finkler. And with all due respect to Finkler, I don't rate him for trying hard. I rate him for quality, um, but he sort of slides in and out of games depending on how his mates play. I think they missed the hard work of Mikey, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, agree with that. I think I think uh, a lot of that teamwork sort of thing for them would would be because a lot of them are New Zealand and they all play in that national team. And now it's sort of a little bit different. It's not like I don't know. It's not the Wellington that sort of has been around for the last few years with the guys that they have there now. But they they always they always are slow starters. And they might settle in. Not like I think Barbarousis will fit into that system pretty well. Um, yeah. So well, no, Krishna had what three chances, didn't he? I'm sure he did. And he fluffed them all. So don't know. It was it was it was easily well the most boring game of the round for sure. Good thing we're at the pub then. Yeah. Uh, they, they, there <laughs> was one thing that it. was going for it. They had a new commentator over there, and uh, once he knows the names of the players, they'll be going well too. <laughs> well, he, had no, he didn't know who the players were. He had a few problems. He, oh. he was going okay, and, and I think he was better than. Is it Fred? Fred. Fred. <laughs> Fred de Jong. Fred. I think, Fred. Yes, I think Fred has been replaced by. Um, Catch you later, Fred. Yeah. Right, on to the derby. Um, where the flare gates. <laughs> Hashtag Flaregate. Yeah. Is that your mobile? No. Professional recording. It hey, is your mobile. How dare you? Turn it off. It was on a tissue box. Turn it no. off. Geez, scrunchful. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so the first so the first half was okay. Had a few chances. Bullet right at the end of the half was probably the best chance of the half. He put one wide. Nil-nil at half time, And then Sydney came out and played him off the pitch and Completely won 4-0. Completely different team, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. I don't know what the deal with the Wanderers were in that first half, but every time they tried to play to the ball to bullet, it was always in front of him or above him or like he's a player that needs a ball yeah. straight to him and like he can absolutely like destroy I, defenses. Like he just, like how when he got the ball at the end of the half finally and he yeah, was just exactly. like I'll have I'll have a shot from outside the box that went yeah. like a yard wide. Yeah. But another thing about Sydney, I thought Vukovic was outstanding. He was probably good. his probably his best game for a while. He was yeah. on fire. Yeah, they 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 were really good. Sort of overall, like 
like you said, the first half wasn't great, but they still did enough to sort of hold Western Sydney out. And I think Vukovic was very good. He didn't look like he was going to be beat all night. No, Brillante was very good in the midfield for his first game back. Um, that front three of Bobo and Ninkovic and have to look out for that on the weekend. They were linking up well, yeah. It's going to be a tough match against them. That's yeah. going to be scary, yeah. but we'll talk about that soon. Once, once, they get into, once they get they get into the middle of the season and their attacks sort of start like have a few more games under their belts mm. playing together, they'll be really good. I think I've I think I've I've underestimated how good Sydney will be probably be this season. Yeah, well, judging got, by that game. I've got them in second, so I'm hoping that I'm not totally convinced. I thought Western yeah. Sydney had their moments in the game. I thought Sydney started well in the game and dominated the early parts of the game, but then after about fifteen minutes Western Sydney started to get some of the running. Junpai was very good. That new Japanese guy was very good. Yeah, I like the look he of was, him. He was their best player on the park for sure. And so I think they've still got a little bit more there. I don't think the game really felt like a four 0 game to me either. No, yeah, Sydney kicked away. Yeah. Sydney kicked away at the end. Yeah, so so um, I, I think that this game probably flattered Sydney a little bit. Probably downtrod um, Western Sydney a little bit more than I think that they either deserved. So um, yes, Sydney will be difficult for us this weekend coming, mm, yeah. and they'll be com- they'll be on a relative high. Um, but let's hope that there's a the little bit. The of only thing I'm hoping is too. that they have a bit like a, a post derby hangover and have a bit of a average game, a bit of a stinker. Yeah. We can hope. Well, the goals that Sydney scored, the Wanderers' defence—it was like watching us from last year. Yeah, it was. They were all ball. They were all ball watching. Yeah, it was horrendous. Can I think the, the second. second goal that Bobo scored when Holosko was running down, the ball looked like it was going to go out, and then he crossed it back in. There was four defenders just standing there yeah, in the line. watching yeah. Bobo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bobo just went thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Did, you my, um, but this Did you see my? Did you see my Subutio representation of it? Your match flair. Yeah, my match flair. <laughs> That wasn't quite enough smoke for my liking, but... I tried. Yeah, I know. Uh, you needed more matches, I think. I had four. So not enough. Sorry, what I, were you going to say? I don't think the defensive part of it, though. I, I, I think Western Sydney will pull out of that. Popovich is... Uh, uh, he'll be <laughs> livid exactly. with that defending, knowing <laughs> there, him. There aren't more. There, there isn't anyone who I think I rate more to um, clean up defences mm. than Popovich, so um, I expect that that'll sort itself out and they'll be a harder team than they looked on Saturday. Well, we... Well, not well, we. I left as... Border got the red card, so I missed the very good free kick. Well, it was a good free kick, but the Wanderers' wall was bad. It was like watching us concede a free kick last season. And Redmayne didn't move, did he? No, no he just stood there. <laughs> no. And then, and then the the last goal was set up by Matty Simon running down the wing like he was Alexis Sanchez. <laughs> He made whoever that was look like an uh, absolute it was mug. I think Dimas. It was Dimas. Dimas. He, oh, he totally he skinned D- Dimas. Simon looked like bloody Ronaldo for about three yeah, seconds yeah. there. Yeah, Maybe Simon he, does not get out that wide. Uh, and then he and then he put in the cro- put in a pretty good uh, ball that uh, was it Holosko or someone that got it saved, and then Bross just had a tap in. Yeah, Dimas but, should definitely retire after that. Yeah, if you get skinned by Matty Simon, Mark Warren. <laughs> if you get skinned by Matty Simon, you should just liquidate your club. <laughs> I thought I thought I thought there might have been more people there though, although the crowd was 61, good. Sixty-one, eight eighty. Yeah, record 80. crowd the crowd was very good, but so I thought there might have been a touch more. Obviously, there was obviously a lot of Wanderers members that didn't show up, and they've they've had an absolute nightmare with their memberships. So everybody whinging yeah. about our memberships, take a chill pill, because I think the, I think the packs was like fifty thousand. Yeah. So the, why it, like people were thinking it was going to be seventy because of Wanderers nearly, having nearly twenty k members. Yeah, I walked in about. 15 minutes before kickoff, and the line was like more than 100 metres long for yep. Wanderers members to try and pick up their members' packs or to pick up the ticket that they had to get in. 
because their members' packs hadn't arrived yet. So that's it was a bit of a cluster, you know was, what, it was with their memberships. And then their CEO had to write a letter yesterday and apologise because um, there's a lot of members that haven't got anything yet. Well, speaking of West Sydney members, a lot of um, supporters of West Sydney are unhappy with the RVV mm. and of course they sick are. of the flares. Yep. The tide is swaying, definitely, to be sort of against the RVV. I think, I think that's been happening for a while. Even like last season, people mm. were starting to like, oh, I don't like the RVV. Even want, even Wanderers fans and members yeah. don't like them. But they do a great job. Don't get me wrong. Best support they in, do the, in the league. In the maybe league. apart from victory. No, no I think North but, Terrace are better. Yeah, okay. I'd, I'd agree with that, actually. Um, but this is sheer arrogance yeah. from the RVV. Yeah. It's annoying because they do so much good stuff, like the money that they've raised They're, for charity. It's just so, and lots, of self, sort of lots of selfish people in the RVV that just care about themselves. Yeah. Now they they do. Josh said that by the way. They do so much good this. stuff, and then they just go go and bloody ruin it, and that's why that's why there is a split as well within that, and a lot of people are leaning towards the split group. Uh, West Sydney Terrace. Mm. Uh, remember, I think we were talking. I haven't talked about it on here, but um, the RBB came under criticism because they were using funds that they'd made from merch to um, for people of the RBB, like guy Boris, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, oh, to not to name names, probably shouldn't. <laughs> no, you but know you've done it. Do you want to yeah. beat that out or not? Probably. That's, that's Josh oh. Howe, everyone. Oh, Josh Howe. His address it's is at Josh O five six seven on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in Greenpoint on the Central Coast. If there's any Bankstown hitmen, but yeah, Josh, yeah. Will just, be joining just send us, us a Facebook so, message. Some, some RBB people higher up were accused of spending m- money they'd made on merch to fund holidays for themselves. And away trips. And, and like away that, trips, yeah. which was Boo. pretty dodgy, but that's why a lot of people are leaning toward, leaning against the RBB. Yeah. It's the same problem that happened with um, Green and Gold Army. Exactly the same problem. What? Using funds irresponsibly? Yeah. Um, well, they became... What was the, the Asian Green Cup and Gold did? Army became sort of corporate. And exactly. And people didn't like it. You know, they? the... What was the Asian Cup we played up in... Uh, was it Thailand? Um, Southern Asia somewhere wasn't Yeah it? yeah What the Asia Cup Before we hosted it Yes The one where we didn't do well It would have been 2011 Because our one was 2015 I just know We played in Do- Doha Was on before that The one before yeah, yeah, that yeah. When Arnie was in charge um, I think about Four or five people Went on a um, Reconnaissance trip To get information About hotels And all that sort of stuff Over there Before they went over Fully funded by people That had um, put money in For trips Yeah so that's That's dodgy yeah, it's just not on. That's why I don't like GG Army. But it's just my opinion. The the, the soccer is active sports being a cluster for ages. There's what Terrace Australis and Yeah, Terrace Australis, what a terrible name. Anyway, moving on to our game. Uh Perth up three nil at half time. And we pegged them back three all. Is that the third time we've done that? Sydney and Adelaide, I think, we've done bef- yep. before. Mm. I think I saw a stat that the three of the five times the team's come back from 3-0 has been us. Yeah. And the other two, cool. we were involved with one of the other teams. It was Sydney. Victory. Sydney. Oh, Victory came back in. Yeah, yeah that's the, the 3-3. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, there was such a... Well, I, do you want to talk... Me and Luke, do you want to talk about what happened with us on that night? Yeah, you start with that, yeah. Well, so I left early to get to the brewery, which is across the road from ANZ. It's the main uh, bar, main bar outside ANZ. Yeah, it was absolutely packed before the game. And I knew it was going to be bad after, so I left early, early to try and get a table underneath the big TV so I could watch our game. So did that. Uh, it was you, Josh, um, another one of our mates, and a couple of Sydney fans watching it with us. There was a guy in a Perth shirt 
That was that was really random. I don't know where he came from, but um, so we were watching the game. Um, it was got to half time, and we all wanted to basically go and jump off a cliff. Uh, <laughs> and then, so we got through half time, and then it was it was about five minutes into the second. No, half. No, it was it was it was a minute. It was a minute into the second half. Yeah. All the TVs just suddenly got turned off, and we were kicked out of the bar at eleven p.m. on a Saturday night. It was the worst. We no, I, and we I didn't know. Sydney. We didn't. We didn't know why we were being kicked out. There was no. No warning. one told us why. There was no warning that they were going to close. No warning that there was no nothing. Everybody was in there watching the game, buying drinks. It's that, not like, that, that not was, like they yeah, weren't making any that money. That was the thing. Like every, there was heaps of people in the bar. Everyone was happy. And they, were, they were making a lot of money because people were buying at the bar. It was seven fifty for a can of beer, yeah. which is pretty ridiculous. Ten bucks for a spirit spirit can of like. Canadian club or Johnny Walker or something. Yeah, so and they were definitely yeah. making money. And then they just went, not where closed everyone out. So then we didn't get to watch the second half. So we, we missed the second <laughs> half. We missed the big comeback. So it's a modern Sydney you're talking about there. Yeah. Yep. Walkout laws. Th- thanks, Baird. Casino um, Mike. But I'm just going to say, because everyone's probably thinking it, Fatty was probably the worst 45 minutes in a Mariners shirt. The worst I've debut ever? ever? Um, definitely worst debut. Yeah, so um, he was he was at fault. He was he was at fault for every all, all three goals that we can see. Okay, Look, the first he did two, mark did yes. mark target. The first two, yes, correct. He was found uh, ball watching, so he he had tug up behind him. Did mark target twice. Mark Warren actually played a half decent first half, which is unusual. When he wants to, we can go okay. But let's, when not, he's let's, shit, not, let's not give him any more praise. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. So yeah, Fatty had tug up behind him. Twice on both corners, and he lost him. He yeah. was caught ball watching. However, he was not the only one ball watching. Definitely. The whole on that, no, on not, we, we never. I, know, no, no, I no. never said that. The majority of the team was ball watching, and it was annoying. Curse word, dreadful. Um, with a third goal, um, Payne let um, was it Castro scored? No, it was Castro no, scored. Harold was it? Penalty. Harold wasn't it? Oh. Was it Harold? Who did he clean up in the yeah. box? I can't oh, remember. Anyway, sorry. Oh, was, was it was it Marinkovic? It was Payne's One player that he was marking. He let him go. He stood there and watched him go. If you watch it, Fatty's already marking someone else. And then when he comes into the box, Fatty comes across and cleans him up. He still uh, didn't have to do don't what get he me did, wrong. but I know yeah. what you're saying. Don't get me yeah. wrong. It was, it was a shit tackle. Yeah. And he should have done a lot better. But the whole team needs to pull together yeah. in yeah. that situation. That's what I was about to say. I was about to say that there was... There was, there's always a lead up to how it gets to that point, but if you just look at it as in three individual battles, he lost all three, which it's exactly yeah, the one on ones, yes, definitely. But yeah, there's there's obviously a whole thing that led up to all those goals, which I'm sure they're going to look at because it was the ball retention was absolutely pathetic. Yeah, we we gave away the ball the players, so cheaply, so many times. No one linked up at whatsoever. Like if there was a pass on, no one ran to go to a Perth player. Yeah. We just looked. We just we looked were, really nervous. It looked, it looked last season. That's we were how it looked. reactive. It looked last season. We were reactive, not proactive. We just we, yeah. we looked really nervous and really scared yeah. or something. And I don't Agreed. know if it was trying if they were worried to try and get that new game plan in or what it was. I think, I think maybe they were they were yeah just like they were trying to impress Paul maybe and they just couldn't they just they were wrapped up in nerves and didn't mm. just didn't play well. But whatever was said at half time worked. I'd love to know what he what he said at half time. Mm. It, it Get off, fatty. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what did you think about that? 
I, Ocon came out and said that it was um, that it wasn't tactical. It was because he, said he, he had, had a, a cork. he had a cork, but I, I think it was it's tactical. I think it, wasn't it was, was a hundred percent tactical. I don't I don't buy he had a cork, and I know for a fact he was in the gym today. I'll be honest. If I was fatty, so. I would have pulled myself off. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, I down at soccer fives the other night. I'm, I was I'm out. A, I was having an absolute shocker last night, so I'm like, right, I'm going off. So you know if. Well, that's the difference between soccer fives and professional football, isn't it? No, no, it? no. no it's, I've seen players. <laughs> I've seen players in professional football want to just take just themselves drag off. themselves off. Yeah. yeah, I'm not playing well. See you later. No, w- I've seen it. He was the unlucky victim, but but Luke's yeah. right. There was a level of nerves, and uh, where it seemed to be most obvious to me was that our player, when faced with a situation where he couldn't find his outlet, probably the outlet that he was expecting to find in the system, then we'd panic a little bit. And occasionally, uh, Mickey Neal did it a couple of times, but he wasn't the only one. Occasionally, we'd panic and we'd just touch a ball on the inside into space. And some of those balls, went, one of those balls, went straight in front of Andy Keogh. Um, with nobody in front of him, which was not nice to look at. Yeah. But, but we did the same thing earlier in the game. And I think that there's something that Paul can really focus on, is what we're doing in that situation when we find ourselves unable to link with the man that we think we should be able to link with in the system. We, we have to learn not to panic by touching it into space. Mm. Well, if you're playing to a system, like 50% of the time, you shouldn't have to look up. To know that there is a player there, and and that's what learning the system about is about, isn't it? Because That'll take I, a few games to get right. Yeah, and I think there were some of those examples where the ball could have been made, but we were too nervous to make the ball, so we yeah. then take another touch. It was like putting it was putting balls into fifty fifty situations that we look scared at doing. Yeah, but there was even um, instances where the player, you know, tactically wise, would have made that run there, but I thought, oh, I'll just stay here. I'll just stay here until the ball's passed. The ball was passed, and then they would get it off us before we could even get there. That's why there were 50-50s, because we weren't there already running into it. Because there was that bit in the first half where I think it might have been what you're talking about, Aaron, where it looks looks evident that the game plan is going to be to try and play out from the back. And there was a bit where we did try that, and I think it was Mickey Neal maybe, and he just went dink inside sort of without looking. And then they had the ball pretty much in there at in your box, yeah, and exactly. that's we can't afford to be doing that at all. No. Which will obviously get worked out of them as they learn the game plan more. You like, just, you just becomes, can't you can't do that at A League level because no. you'll get punished. Yeah, but as it becomes a little less clunky, the system a little less. So I'm thinking about what the system is, and we can play the system automatically. Mm. Then then some of those things get ironed out. When when we when not when we panicking. get halfway through the season, that's when we'll, well see the best of that game plan. When we get maybe halfway through the season, ten games in maybe. I think we did see some in the second half. Glimpses much better. Second half, we saw good glimpses of it. But even in the first half, we were able to possess the ball well when we really focused Mm. on that and didn't get ourselves into panicking situations. When we're in the front third or in the opposition's half, then that kind of situation isn't quite so difficult to handle. It was when we were in our own half that we got a little panicky and the occasional ball. Did did you see possession stats? It was we we had sixty one percent possession. Yeah, so I think that was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was the first time we'd, we'd had over 50% possession for a long time because uh, it yeah. felt like last season we always played on the counter and we always yeah. had way less possession. That's and exactly right. I, I think even if we lose games, which we probably will at some point, we'll still have more possession. Yeah. But we'll still probably, we still might that was lose, the That was the one thing that I noticed Actually, mostly I about the possession stats with Ocon coming in, wanting to wanting to have the ball. Did you see him on the sideline as well? He's... he's getting the tempo up, keep the ball, yep. Yep. wait for that opportunity to put it forward. I remember asking Tony start of last season about possession. I can't remember which way it was, though. Um, I don't know. I can't remember either. It was too long ago. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it was bad, a long and season. Yeah. But, but I tend to think that we, we did some good things and we had some difficulties. In that first half, one of the things seemed obvious to me was that we possess a ball well in the midfield, but you're able to do that if you've got an extra man in there. And Blake Powell found it difficult to stay forward and enough to keep uh, Roy from yeah, being isolated. That's exactly Powell, right Powell's right. dropping back a lot. And, yeah. and that's, yeah. But that was what he had to play the game yeah. and that was what was being... Um, do you he think found he, himself... But he, uh, he, the gap in between the players is where he should have been, and he wasn't there. He just kept yeah. do, do you think he'll develop into a, like a decent number 10 for us? I think he can, but in the system, we need to understand how to avoid that situation where he's coming back too yeah. far there to was, get the ball. There was a lot of times where he was dropping so deep, he was nearly in line with Tavares. Yeah. Speaking of Tavares. Instead of, of what's the point in the end. But well, in the second half... Tavares was, was very good. He was a beast in the second very, half. Very, very good. Yeah. yeah, but in the second half with Tavares spending a lot of time on the ball, we seem to have given uh, Monty permission to get a little bit further forward. And yeah. in doing that, that gave uh, Blake Powell permission to get a little bit further and forward. And Monty, Monty's so a good attacking outlet as well, I think. He, he's got that he's got that thunder you-know-what goal in him. Like last season. What was it last season against Perth when he got that last second equaliser? Yeah. yeah. We went, we went absolute scenes in the bay. He Didn't just, he have he a volley just, in this one that uh, was easily saved by Yeah, Eddie? he just needs to get off corners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what's, what was going on with that? What, who's, who should be uh, on our set know. pieces? Probably Fabio. When I yeah, when I saw when I saw Monty going over for the corner, I'm thinking, what the hell is Monty doing in our, on corners? Yeah. Reminded me of over 35s. Let's float one in, boys, <laughs> in, into the mixer, son. <laughs> put, put some put some backspin on it. See what happens. Into the mixer, son. Yeah, I love Monty, but please get off corners. But like you said, with Tavares in the way that first goal came about, it's sort of it looks like it's going to be him sort of running across the back four, and there's lots of little tiny one-two balls and that sort of stuff to try and keep up the tempo and everything. And I think if you look at the passes as well, we had 500 and something completed passes. As long as they're in the opposition half, I'm fine. Yeah. Last season, we could have passed a thousand times in a game. Yeah. They all would have been on our side in our half. I think we had 500 and something and Perth had 300 and something and our percentage was a higher completion rate as well, which is probably obvious if we have more, but... The way that first goal came about was that, was Tavares running across sort of basically the halfway line and doing a couple of little one-twos. And Storm just ran past Roston Griffiths. I don't know what he was doing. Roston just sort of stood there and went, yeah, see ya, and just sort of let him run past him. And there was the perfect run by Trent, who played really, really well. Trent was very good. He looks like he's bocked up and he's put on a bit Plus of Plus that uh, cartwheel as well. Oh, that was brilliant. Oh, that cartwheel was great. And um, he made the perfect run. Warren had no idea where he was. Um, the perfect cross to Roy with an easy finish. Um, which it's it's good to see Roy get on the score sheet early too because I think he needs that for his confidence. And good luck to Trent in his HSCs. Because I remember HSC was a very <laughs> stressful time for me. I can't imagine going to Perth to play a football game and then coming back and starting a HSC. Well, if he keeps playing like that, he won't need a HSC. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that'd be my theory. Yeah, so Roy ended up with the brace uh, penalty to finish good, it off. Good, yeah. Like, like, like Luke said, um, good to see Roy get a double, start the season off with a double. But my favourite goal. Oh, let's talk was about the this goal. One. Oh, our mate, our, our mate. mate drinks on a flight. Yeah. And a splendid uh, header by Reddy. Diving header. <laughs> a diving header. <laughs> a diving header. <laughs> he was sitting and down, you idiot. He was diving. It needs to be down. said, too, oh, that that goal came because Uphill won the ball back on halfway and he got in the box. Yeah, he was energetic. Available. Watching on the replay, he was energetic yeah, when he came I think, on. You know, I wasn't too keen on signing him, but he looks really, really hungry. And I think 
defensively, he, he really he needs to prove himself. So. He does, yeah, because yeah. he still ha- he still hasn't scored in the A League. Yeah, he's had what twenty appearances, no goal, probably <laughs> something like that. But and yeah, it'd be good to see him get a goal. Defensively, he'll be very good because he's going to work his ass off, and that's what he did when he won that ball back, and then he worked all the way up into the box, and then he, he was the one that had the shot, and then when it got it went well, went off him off Powell. Yeah, Warren tried to clear it, and then it hits the back of Freddie's head, and it goes in. All right, the last game of the round. With that mob up the road against Adelaide, uh, one all draw. Yeah, the, well, the best thing about that was obviously their their goal conceded. Yeah, that's <laughs> goal of the season so far. Yeah, um, to put a little bit of praise on, I thought Brown's goal was was awesome. Oh, yeah, but on, it's not the, as on the good half volley, goalkeeper taken out defender though. It was it wasn't no. <laughs> And Mac Macarunas had like the the <laughs> easiest job just to curl it into the into an, an empty net. Wouldn't have surprised me if he missed it, but knowing him, uh, would, yeah. it would have been bloody peak A League if he missed that. <laughs> Absolute peak A League if that was missed. Brown, uh, but it quality goal from Brown. Brown does look like a good pickup for him. Um, I think when we play them, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes. And Clute too. Yeah, and he he, he scored. Yeah, Clute was pretty good. He yeah. scored a bomb against us in preseason as well here at the Centre of Excellence, so he's not afraid to. So Brown, uh, yeah. So he's not afraid to uh, have a ding from a long way out. What I noticed about him is that he's got a massive gap between his front teeth. <laughs> so I thought perfect Newcastle signing. He fits in well then. Yep. But um, yeah, wasn't was an okay game. wasn't anything. It wasn't memorable. Anything to scream about? But um, I think Adelaide will be wasn't slow a three three. No, they'll be slow off the mark with um, some of their new songs. But I thought some of their new songs looked all right, actually. I thought... Enrico was pretty good. Enrico did good. Ben Garuccio did good. Um, Macarunas with the goal, obviously. Uh, Shelly Manson, James Holland. Who? I didn't even... I Seriously, I didn't know he was out there. My dad said did not know he was out there. Oh, and then yeah. someone laid on, I think, the commentary was James Holland's blah, blah. And I was yeah, like, oh, interviewed shit. him, and I was like... Yeah, where did he come from? Yeah, <laughs> didn't even know he was yeah, on the he's pitch. just he's just come off, come on the pitch from being a sub just to do the the post game interview. But yeah, I think a draw is probably a fair result in the end. Um, I'm a little concerned about Adelaide. I don't think that they showed very much in this game, and um, nah. and and uh, they don't seem to have much more potential. I'd have to say their signing season looks similar to ours. Yeah, I think I've got them around sixth or seventh. Yeah, because I, I think the players they've lost, they're not going to make up for that. Anytime no, soon. No, and I don't think any of their signings come close to it. No. And uh, add to that the fact that they now have, obviously, they've got to get some cohesion going again. Um, mm. Then uh, they're, they're coming at it from a similar point of view to us, I think. I'm sure I'll be proven wrong about that later uh. in the season. Oh, can you yeah, let us know who tipped right then for the rest of those? Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I'm th- three from three because um, I tipped Sydney, didn't I? Jimmy gets the derby. Good. The only one. What I say? Uh, draw. Oh, shit. No one cares about you, Josh. Oh, as uh, usual. <laughs> we all tipped us, and we obviously didn't get that. And we all tipped Adelaide, and we didn't get that. Did we all tip us? I thought we always tipped against us. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the rule. We didn't tip. So that's pretty average uh, from everyone, <laughs> which proves our areas of expertise. So I think Josh was on two, and Jimmy's on one. Me and Aaron are on none. Woohoo! Okay, we're joined in the studio by Ben Khan, uh, National Youth League Manager and all-around nice guy. How are you? I'm good, thanks. That's good. 
Right. Um, Luke, do you want to start, mate? Yeah, why not? Uh, so you come down to the coast. Uh, it's been about eight months, has it? Uh, around that. A bit more, maybe? Yeah, it'd be a year in January. Yeah. So, so you've yeah. had a full season with the MPL yep. squad as well. So how are you liking the coast and uh, are you all settled in? Uh, it's taken me some time. Yeah. Uh, hard moving interstate and everything that comes with it. But yeah, finally settled in, living in a nice place, a uh, nice house, nice area. So yeah, happy, love the coast. Whereabouts are you living? In Terrigal. Yeah, oh. in Terrigal. Yeah. What's Struggling. your address? <laughs> <laughs> Struggling in Terrigal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the MPL season, you know, it was, uh, it was always going to be hard with a small mm-hmm. club like us. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you think about uh, Western Sydney and Sydney FC academies being mm-hmm. being sort of introduced and like a lot of that young talent sort of maybe mm-hmm. going there instead mm-hmm. of coming here. Um, what were your overall thoughts on the season? How do you think you went sort of all uh, up? Because if someone sort of looked at the table, they might think, oh, well, they didn't do very well. But having been at a lot of the games, it's, we, were in, yeah. we were in many and... Yeah. yeah, look, it was uh, like everybody else looking at the league table. I was disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I remind Trent Bahaja every day when I see him that had he have missed, uh, scored his open goal on the last day of the season, we would have come seventh, not tenth. Yes, I was uh, there for that. So, so, <laughs> so, so, it, so it was. It, look, it was very close. Uh, but uh, look, I'm, I, I have high expectations for myself and for teams I work with, and. It wasn't. It, yeah, look, it's not nice viewing. I don't think our performances were terrible, but they certainly weren't at the standard that we need to be at. Because because a lot of the sort of mistakes that sort of led to goals, not I guess it was kind of just sort of individual sort of lapses in sort of yeah. concentration. Is that how you sort of seen it? Or yeah, yeah. Look, structurally we were quite good. Yeah. Um, we actually controlled most games we played, uh, but we had massive problems at both ends of the field. Yeah. And unfortunately, if you don't score goals and you can see goals, you uh, generally lose games yeah. of football. So, yeah. um, uh, look, it was. It, you know, a lot of people hide behind development, uh, and and I'm not hiding behind it. But development, you know, we we developed some good footballers, as seen by the exposure players got to the first team. Uh, but we're still there to win games and uh, you know uh, develop a winning culture at the club. Uh, and, and and I didn't feel we we did as well as we could have done. Because now with uh, Sydney FC being promoted, obviously mm. their young boys are going to be exposed to a higher level, and. Um, yeah, sort of. That's sort of what you want, I guess, for our boys as well, isn't it? Yeah, uh, look, pr- promotion isn't something that is is high on the agenda. Uh, I think the MPL two, given the restrictions we have on age, uh, is is at this stage a good fit uh, until we can become uh, a bit further advanced resource wise. Uh, so, so, so promotion isn't you know, isn't the main goal, but it's it's certainly. Uh, you know, developing developing a winning mentality and culture, and, and to show that these boys can be relied on to win games when they're eventually called upon uh, in the A League squad. Yeah, yeah. So you must have probably taken uh, a lot of pride over the weekend as well when Bahaja obviously started, yeah. and I think he played the whole game, didn't he? Yeah. yeah he oh, did. he came no, off. He, 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 came, he, off, he yeah. came off for Cabsy. Yeah. 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 And he obviously played very well. He got yeah. the assist. Yeah. Ryan Peterson coming on late yeah. um, as well. And yeah. obviously Adam Berry, who's signed a yeah. three-year deal with the club now. Yeah. How does that make you feel as a coach? And I guess are there, are there, are there any other more plays in that squad that you think are sort of mm. on the sort of out of oh, that might be able to get in? Look, makes me feel very proud. You know, a big part of my job isn't just what we do on the pitch. It's mentoring the players. It's talking to them off the field. It's working with them at times when they're not getting exposure with the A-League team or maybe they've had a week but then they've been out for two weeks. And, um, 
you know, knowing knowing people like Trent and Ryan and what they put into it and what they invest and what they sacrifice, it's uh, yeah, it's really warming to watch them get the opportunity they deserve. Yeah. yeah. So Ryan Peterson, he's not a right back, is he? Well, that's that's uh, not that's that's not where he played for the NPL, is it? No, nah, Ryan Ryan's played or. It, you know, people tell me that before I had Ryan, he played all over the place. And yeah. Ryan, with me, was a midfielder. Yeah. Uh, and I think long term, Ryan is a midfielder. Did very well there. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. But Ryan's uh, look, he's a, an excellent athlete. He's technically good, and he's got a great work ethic. So uh, he, his versatility will help him. Uh, as, well, look, he's got an A League debut through that versatility. So yeah. um, because I think the only other time I seen him play right back was against Newcastle in Tamworth. Yeah, he did well there again. Yeah, yeah. So he's obviously yeah. so he's come on against a very good squad and done very well for that last yeah fifteen minutes or so when we yeah. needed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look. Ryan can defend. He can get up and down the line. He can head the ball. He can pass from there. So he's got everything he needs to be a right back. Uh, but but long term, I think if you asked him, he would probably say he uh, still has his sights set on playing in midfield. Yeah. yeah. So right right side or in the centre? Uh, yeah, as a probably as a more. Look, he can play anywhere in in the three in midfield. He can sit as a defensive player and control the game from there, or he can use his energy to to bomb on, get forward, make yeah. forward runs. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so moving on from academy, yep. uh, you were recently announced as a youth coach. Yep. Um, how close are you to finalising your squad? If if you haven't already done that. Yeah, look, we're close. Uh, we we went through a pretty swift trial process so I didn't want it to drag on um, so it, we're, we're close there we've got a couple more spots remaining to finalise uh, but other than that we're nearly done the, the squad looks strong so has most of that squad come from the academy um, majority yeah 75% 80% uh, yep. so do we lose some of those to the other clubs or they just didn't they just sort of filtered out um, a few of them would well, be too old with, with our so with our first team in the MPL we had boys like Nathan Verity and Liam O'Dell yep. uh, that are now too old yep. um, so so they, they move out the system anyway um, uh, there were obviously boys in our 20s younger boys and 18s that we that we didn't retain uh, or have retained for the academy and for the MPL next year uh, but with the uh, with the MYL, we we decided to try and increase the the standard and and, and recruit from outside. Right. Mm. So we announced it last week that mm. um, there's now a 12 month contract, yeah. including the academy. Yeah. So is that contract starting for the youth, or is that starting with the academy? No, so it starts starts with the MYL. So yeah. from from when we start training next Monday uh, through till 12 months time. Okay, so that's good. Yeah. Um, so do you have complete control over the squad or is Paul influencing that as well? Uh, look, it's been a collaborative effort between myself, Ken Shembury and Paul and Ivan. Yep. Uh, we And there were others involved in the trial selection process as well. Um, uh, ultimately, I've had you know, good control, but, but everything has been ticked off by, by Paula. Yep. Uh, yeah. With, yeah, you know, if, if he didn't want a player, I'm sure that the player wouldn't be here. Uh, and like you know, opposite, if he did want someone to be here, then then we, we would make the effort to get them. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, now we mentioned a couple of uh, youth players and academy players making that step up to the first team. Do yeah. you see any, any any that haven't made that step that are promising? Uh, look, <laughs> they're all they're all promising. That's why they're here. Uh, yeah. You know, we've we've. But do you see any sort of like almost uh, there, just about to? Well, look, Reese Reese Pappas has been on the cusp for. A year now. Uh, he's he's unfortunately had an injury recently, so he's in, on 
recovery from that. But Reese is close. Reese has got lots of attributes that can allow him to play A League football. Uh, Lockie Wales is in the same boat. Uh, Steve White's in the same boat. These are all guys that do have a chance. You know, it comes down to their attitude and what they do off the pitch, and obviously what they do on it. So speaking about off the pitch, how how like how important is that? How how closely do you monitor off the pitch stuff? Uh, so through through the MPL, uh, admittedly we were a bit, uh, you know, I wouldn't say slack, but lacking in our processes just through resources and time. And yep. I wasn't here in the planning process for MPL. I came in with a squad and with processes in place. Uh, but for the MYL, we've. Uh, we've made a huge effort to uh, everything behind the scenes, so player wellness, uh, GPS monitoring. Uh, we'll, we'll have everything available to us to make sure that the, those players have the best chance possible. Right. Mm. Uh, do you have a question, Mara? Do you want any glasses, mate? <laughs> <laughs> you good? No, I wasn't expecting you to ask me to ask a question. I thought you had one. I thought that's why you looked. You've been uh, you've been with the first team or, or uh, training around the first team for some yep. time now. Yep. Um, what do you think you can learn most from uh, the new coaching team, Paolo and Ivan? Well, well, look, uh, Paolo is obviously um, very passionate about his playing style and how he wants the team to, uh, you know go about their business over the coming season and he big thing for him is that that is continuous through the academy through the MYL so you know being around that environment and watching and learning and seeing seeing the outcomes he tries to achieve is something that we will you know straight away try and do from day one in the MYL. And you, and you would expect that uh, he'll have some input into the uh, on-pitch stuff for the NYL team as they um, form up plans? Uh, look, uh, at this stage, it's probably too early to tell. We haven't really had those discussions. Uh, you know, he's he's obviously very focused and very busy on uh, the start of the A League and the short window that he had to get prepared. Um, but but absolutely, I expect him to you know to to certainly guide us in the direction that he wants to see us playing. Uh, and naturally, there'll be some A League players that come down uh, in, and have some game time in the. Uh, youth league, so 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 he will, I'm sure, brief me on what he wants from from those players. Yeah. So yeah, so you're basically saying that you're going to use the same formation and tactical setup. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So it'll be yeah same same formation, same playing style. Uh, there may be some some tweaks, obviously, because when you've got different players, uh, yeah. yeah, different attributes, you have yeah. to cater to that as well. But we'll certainly be trying to mirror as close as we can to what the first team are doing, with the purpose of uh, if one of them plays. Uh, an MYL game on the weekend and an injury occurs in the A-League team and that player then has to go and step up and play. He knows exactly his roles and responsibilities. Yeah, just so. slots in there. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, you just touched on it before with uh, um, promotion and all that. What are your expectations for the next uh, MPL2 season? Would you like top four maybe, something like that? Promotion maybe? Well, look, we. I, I don't go into any competition not wanting to win it. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's... it's uh, you know, I didn't think that any team this year, other than uh, Sydney FC away, uh, played us off the park. I thought we controlled most games and had enough chances to win most games. Um, so, uh, look, I, I, I certainly want us to be top top three, top two. 
you know, competing with Wanderers would would be would be nice. Uh, but but you know, both games against Wanderers, we we drew one and lost one narrowly. But thought we were the better team in both games, so no reason why we shouldn't set our sights to try and win it. So for youth, uh, for the upcoming season, when does the season start? And because it's all a bit sort of you don't hear much about it because of the whole restructure they did. I think before yeah. the last is it is that all yeah. still the same with the two groups? Yeah, the, same format. Yeah, two yeah. Co- two conferences, winner of each plays in the grand final. Yeah. Uh, so our first game is on the twelfth or thirteenth of November. Yeah. So is that? Um, do you like that? Do you, the thing with the split groups and they're only playing it's because it's only eight games, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, look, do, you, do you think that's good or is it? Um, look, I think the introduction of the A League academies into the MPLs uh, takes a lot of that pressure off, and I think that essentially we're playing games against senior opposition in that competition, which is of benefit to us. So uh, I don't think the reduced NYL is a huge issue. Uh, obviously, the prestige of playing other A League clubs and, and what have you is um, difficult to replace, but. I think logistically, financially, I think it's. I think it makes sense. Yeah. Do you yeah. think though by the by like March or something like that when the youth yeah. season's over and then sort of, um, I guess the the guys aren't really sort of match fit anymore, or mm-hmm. will will you guys sort of go straight into sort of like an MPL preseason once the MYL is done? So yeah. So we'll we'll give them something like two weeks off after the MYL, and uh, we'll just we'll we'll re rebuild and re-periodise our, our pre-season yep. um, it, look, they won't lose too much conditioning in that period uh, but we'll, yeah, we'll, they have to have time off they have to rest yep. and then we'll rebuild yeah. yep. but, but that's not a huge problem for us yeah. right. cool, well thanks for coming in Ben really whoa, appreciate whoa, 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 it are oh, you still going? Whoa. okay, here you go <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were done <laughs> have you had any uh, mean tweets or Facebook <laughs> abuse towards you? Uh, not not on Twitter. Uh, we lost a couple of games. Uh, I think we lost two consecutive games in the MPL throughout the season. And yeah. uh, I uh, I don't usually do it, but somebody told me to to check the comments on Facebook, and uh, there were a couple on there that uh, said some 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 pretty uh, <laughs> disheartening things. <laughs> but that's part and parcel. Did you get their names? The industry. <laughs> All the people that don't go to the games. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't get their names. No. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, what can you well, do? I'll it's go. I'll go have a look for you if you want, and I can read them out. <laughs> Maybe not this week. I'll do more to do it next week. Yeah, well, you know, Tyson could have protected me and deleted him, but he he happily <laughs> he happily left him there. So. Slack, <laughs> Slack media manager. Yeah, yeah. Now all good. Even though you know, as you said, you didn't finish as high as you wanted to. Yeah. But the football was still really attractive. Yeah. And yeah. As you said, you did control the game. Yeah. So you know. And it, it, like you said, it did come down to individual mistakes, which can be expected at that sort of level yeah. or that sort of age group. Yeah. So you know, lots of positives there. Yeah. Look, you're all, loads of positives, and and the way we try to play will leave the players in good stead for when they're you know even when their opportunity arises with Paolo. Um, but look, in this in this industry, you're always going to get criticism and. It doesn't bother me. The people that would it's have, a results game, isn't it? Yeah, and the people that would have had something to say are probably not people that uh, would have attended games. Are probably not people that would have too much knowledge of what we're trying to achieve anyway. They I just look at the results. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a few of them around. There's a lot around. There's a lot. <laughs> oh yep. well, thank you very much for joining us. No, this week. thank you guys. Pleasure. Cheers. Ben. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.
All right, we're joined by Cameron Stone in the studio as well, uh, Corporate Partnership Executive for the Mariners. How are you? Good, guys. How are you? Pretty well. well. Still good. Good. Um, Now, can you just outline what your job entails, please? Yeah, sure. So uh, my role with the club uh, is to to source sponsors. Um, So uh, obviously in in relationship managed with those sponsors as well. So uh, handle the accounts of like Master Foods. um, So I was going to say source sponsors. Sorry, just left that one wide open. That was a good one there. Um, yeah, so uh, obviously look after our partners, um, help with their deliverables and, and their business outcomes um, for what they want to get out of their partnership uh, with us. Um, so obviously, you know, your off-season is uh, is outsourcing and looking for, for new sponsors. I'll use a source word again there. <laughs> Everyone uh, does it. <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, during the season, you're really um, managing those relationships you've got with your sponsors and, and yeah, making sure that, uh, you know, you're, you're driving what their business wants to get out of the partnership as well. So um, going through all the deliverables and the inventory items that they have in their partnership and uh, and helping them, you know, reach their needs. Can I just say you're doing a much better job than the last guy? That's good. <laughs> I'm glad. That's not hard, though. So. <laughs> well, it's not harsh. If you knew some of the shit that happened, it's just ridiculous. Right, um, we had Dildum X Developments and Bingo um, Bins come on board. Um, how long was that in the works for? So uh, Dildam was a was a long one. Um, obviously, any major partner um, partnership, you know, does take a bit of time to to lock it in. Um, so that was a, a number of weeks and months, you know, going back and forth and, and finding the happy medium between uh, both parties. Um, the bingo one happened fairly quickly. Uh, it was probably within a month that we had uh, those guys signed off. Um, so yeah, that, they're obviously some some good key signings for the club commercially uh, and moving forward. Are there any really, um, regulations on how much of the jersey can take up with sponsorships? Yeah, so uh, the front and the back of the jersey and the sleeve, or well, actually all the kit items, I guess, um, have uh, sizing. Uh, requirements that you have to meet, yep. and you can't go over those over those um, those requirements. Right, because I'll show you a, a Swedish jersey in a second, um, but we'll just keep going, and I'll I'll bring that picture up. Um, are there any uh, differences that the members can notice this year with um, new partnerships coming on board? Like I know that Master Foods give out gift bags every now and then. Is there anything like that in the works? Yeah, so uh, with Bingo, um, they've got a little a little cart. Um, that they use when they so they sponsored the West Tigers before, um, and at halftime they'd go out with a little card uh, and drive it around the field and and kick little footballs like rugby league balls into the crowd. Um, so they're looking to do that at halftime. Free balls, yeah. Some, some I free, like that. Free footballs, mm. um, free balls. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, then you've you've got. Uh, like Tumby Tires, well they're sponsoring a match day, so um, they'll have little. Oh, don't tell me we're going to see. Uh, it may be. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was a fan of it. I didn't mind it. <laughs> that was. Yeah, Do you know what? I've just typed in Swedish to look up the jersey, and I typed in Hubert. <laughs> Swedish Hubert. I'm going to look up what this one gets. Keep, you keep going. Sorry. So with uh, Dildum being announced as a co-major sponsor, did, was there any sort of relationship management that had to be done with Master Foods in that sense, or was it sort of were they now that the relationship is very good with them, were they sort of all all right with it? Yeah, so Master Foods were always under the understanding that we were out for a, in market for a co-major um, and that was a discussion that we'd had with them um, prior to last season. Um, so they wanted a co-major? No, no, the they, club did? no, the club did. Yeah, the yeah, club sorry, did. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we had the discussions with them and, and they were happy with it. Yeah. 
Um, so obviously they're the, the front of our jersey at home uh, and then uh, when we go away they go to the back back of the jersey so I do them on the on the front of away and, and back of home so um, and I guess one thing that's confused a few people um, leading up to the weekend is that we wore the yellow jersey in Perth um, and that's traditionally our home jersey um, but with the kick clash of the colours um, that was why we're in the yellow jersey and, and why Dildam were in, on the front um, of that one there. So, right. Um, that had a lot of people confused. Um, and worried. <laughs> I was a bit confused. <laughs> that too, yeah. yeah. So um, I guess you look at our, our away jersey and the navy and the colour of it, if you go to Perth, it's, it's going to clash. It's, it's yeah. pretty close, especially in, then when you go to Melbourne Victory as well. Yeah. Um, so that's where we'll be in, in the yellow jersey. So sponsorship for a club like us, it always sort of seems to be maybe hard to come by because of where we are and we're obviously a small club. How hard is it to get sort of big sponsors on board and sponsors that will sort of help the club financially when we do need it? Yeah, it's definitely a challenge. Um, I guess the Central Coast is renowned for a lot of small businesses. So a lot of our packages um, that promote primarily I go out to sell um, are for those smaller businesses uh, in the region. Um, but finding those major partners is a challenge. Um, but it's a challenge that we all we all accept and we're all willing to tackle, you know, head on. Um, so, you know, we do have to look outside the region um, for those for those major sponsors. And, and obviously Dildam were one and, and Bingo as well. Um, but in saying that, those companies are looking to um, start to do business in the Central Coast as well. Yep. Um, and they're using, obviously, us as a, as a point of difference to, to help them do that. It's good. Now, check out this jersey I've just brought up to your left wow. here. Jeez. They've got three different car manufacturers on the front of their kit. Wow, that's unreal. Could you negotiate something like that? <laughs> uh, that is just ridiculous, isn't it? I don't like the look of that, actually. It's horrendous. <laughs> Absolutely horrendous. A bit complicated, isn't it? It is. I don't know, don't know what one to look at. So, but um, Maybe that just confuses the opposition. Maybe that's what it's for, yeah. That actually brings up something interesting because this year the, the FFA, they've relaxed the... Um, sponsorship arrangement on the sleeve with Hyundai, didn't they? Yeah, Because I correct. think we've seen Melbourne City, they've got... They've got Nissan. Nissan. Yeah, correct. So clubs can go out and uh, and find their own car partner now, um, but it's over a certain threshold before uh, you can have that partner come on board. So. Oh, okay, because I was, I was about to ask, is there any sort of opportunity maybe with Central Coast Holden or one of the local car dealerships that maybe we could jump on board with that but um yeah you know we've got a good relationship with boost at the moment um, as well, yeah. yeah and and we're obviously we've had they're a long-term partner of the club so we're keen to continue that relationship with those guys and they've they've been fantastic to us um and again this season they're they're offering members and, and fans to turn up to a game for a chance to win a car um like last season so last season we did the hyundai accent uh this year we're doing the hyundai i30 now i've been informed as a kpi for you nervous now in good um for how many photos you can get in okay in a season yeah i've heard that you like to get your head into photos is that correct accidentally is it it's accidentally yeah i just just happen to be in the right place at the right time so uh yeah i don't mind being in a photo but um, (laughs) maybe with some warning yeah, that's probably true. But uh, yeah, so that's obviously an office joke that goes around. That it is. Um, I like to be in my fair share of photos, uh, especially when the novelty check comes out. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's called Cam's novelty check. But uh, 
but the guys in the office have also put a soccer fives team in, and it's called Cam's Pumpers. So, uh, anytime anyone's in a in a photo, they get called a pumper. So, um, yeah. So I've got no rights to that. First time team. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. If you ever see the the fuel tank emojis going around any of our comments, that means that we've just called someone a pumper. Right. Okay. Well, that's an exclusive listeners. You can look out for the fuel tank. <laughs> right. Another inside joke question for you. Okay. Um, so you coached the Wyoming third grade. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> last season, <laughs> and what what can you just remind us what position you finished? Yeah, we uh, tenth. <coughs> tenth. Um, yeah. Out of how many teams? <laughs> Ten. Ten. Okay. Yeah, that was all three grades. So was I that your plan? Other. It was not my plan. That's for sure. It's our very Mariners of you. <laughs> <laughs> how many, actually, yeah. How many wins did you get? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I think it was uh, one, maybe a couple oh. of draws. Oh, yeah. Couple yeah, of draws, couple of draws. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was definitely a challenge. So, um, so did you put your hand up for be the uh, new Mariners manager, or no? I passed on that. Mate. <laughs> oh, I think it would have gone all right. Put <laughs> it last year. Way too hard. <laughs> yes, Moro, you're looking at me like you've just seen uh, a car coming towards you with headlights on. Desperately seeking an answer to questions, of course. <laughs> Real <laughs> no, questions. I want to say firstly, congratulations on the new signings of sponsors. I think it's fantastic that we're filling up uh, the spaces on our kits, which, yeah, uh, which in combination with Jimmy's beautiful looking shirt there brought me to my question, which was whether or not there are any more spaces left for us to sell that are visible. Yeah, um, there is. Um, so we're still in the market for a sleeve partner. Um, so that's a, a big one for us. And um, so we're talking about, you know, four, four to, or five inches square there. It's 105 centimetres squared, I believe, off the top of my head. That Listeners. Logo. Get with the times, Morrow. <laughs> metric system, buddy. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we're in the market for a, for a sleeve partner at the moment. Um, in, the, in the deal, we negotiated with, with Bingo as well. Um, uh, they didn't really see much of a presence in Canberra at the moment. So uh, we can go to market with a back of shorts for the two games in Canberra um, as well. So, so if we wanted to advertise... <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm happy to take 100k off you guys. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're to need a bigger GoFundMe, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, OK, thank you for joining us. Yeah, no worries, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks no for coming in. Appreciate cheers, it. Thanks. Well done again on the sponsorships. Thank you. Cheers. It's awesome. Cheers. <laughs> And now it's time for Stupid Things on Facebook. First up, we have one from Matthew, Peter and Jason. Great signing, Fatty. We might as well have signed Fat Gary from the Fish Division in Gosford. Settle down. Fat Gary goes alright. He'd be at least first grade, third grade if he dropped a few kegs. Headline. Glory and Fatty beat Mariners convincingly. Well, that is called premature cometlation. <laughs> I'll be honest, I did like the, the uh, Fat Gary. That, that was like a good one, one. Yep. yeah. That's not stupid. Right. John Aitken. Oh. 
serial pest. I don't want to read out that essay. It is an essay. <laughs> I'll <laughs> I'll try and find the best bits. No, nah, we can't find them. <laughs> there's no there's no good bit. There's too many. There's no good bit. <clears throat> move, right. move on. Right. Not really, Philip. Just a genuine fixated dislike of yellow as the major colour that I regard some mental midget in marketing is equally fixated on inflicting us on us. Surf and sun, for me, not vice versa. I don't know what he's what? talking about. <laughs> we've, we, we, we've been yellow for like 12 years, mate. Where have you been? We've reached peak have you been li- Have you been living under a fucking rock? <sighs> I'm sorry. Can't help grinning. Does that mean that this is all about someone at a very high level with extremely bad taste and a fashionista? What question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Bracket. Where did I leave my nuclear bunker? Close bracket. I'm sorry. Punctuation, punctuation, punctuation. I'm sorry. Punctuation, punctuation. Smiley face. Heads down. Incoming. This is all the same fucking conversation, people. I'm not, I'm not fucking kidding you here. What is happening right now? I don't know what is happening. I don't know. No one in marketing, and yet someone, probably a pom, whoops, smiley, keeps <laughs> saying yellow, smiley. Uh, it was then that I corrected him that, um, again, we have no one in marketing, <laughs> and that the original person that would have picked the colour, or one of the people, was um, actually, in fact, a Scotsman. And I knew that this person commenting was a Scotsman, so that kind of shut him up, thankfully. Um, hopefully him and Mr. Hunt um, stop <laughs> complaining about the colour, because we are yellow. Yellow army. Come on, you blues. <laughs> Some people don't seem to be too happy with our performances still. They'll never be happy. Here's one. David. Mike. Money back now. How can you sign a hoax in Fatty is amazing. At this rate, there will be 2,000 for the Raw game. And following on from that, um, some of our fans have taken to different parts of social media. Adam, on Central Coast Buy, Swap and Sell. Semi-professional football team. $1. <laughs> Needs work. No decent players. But can't get any worse. The funnier one they're on their eBay, I think. I'd pay at least two dollars for that. Yeah. This is John Aitken again. <laughs> <laughs> the new Eddie. Oh no. <laughs> like, if you had these two in your football team, they would be the like the best two strikers, you know, the strike pairing team up front. It'd be just amazing. Bangers every week. So, we have to change our colours because a Melbourne club is bigger than us? <laughs> they can stick that in their family album. <laughs> Albium, sorry. Albium. <laughs> Close enough. I love this guy. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> and we've got uh, Morrow coming up with one more from Mr. Weekly Wonder. This one from Eddie. I just wish that our marketing department got on their bandwagon 
and organised a homecoming for the team. But they didn't. The players and coaches would really would have really appreciated this. That performance was absolutely awesome and they missed an opportunity to really connect with the fans. A, B, D. Those fans haven't signed back up yet. Imagine, imagine if a football team organised a parade for a team drawing away from home. You can you see the banners? Three or <laughs> one point. Three nil and you fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Those banners would have to be navy, not yellow. Just <laughs> no, no, no sign of yellow on them, or we John won't be happy. Why John won't turn up if there's yellow? <laughs> And if you're asking uh, where you should watch a, a, a game at an away venue, don't ask that guy. Um, apparently, sidelines is too noisy for him. So bring your earplugs to sidelines; you'll need them. Yes. <laughs> okay, I got some business to tidy up from last week. We upset someone. I'm not sorry for upsetting them. I'm sorry they're upset. Because I don't what know do your... Do? Oh, oh, I didn't mention his name, and I'm not going to mention it this week. But it was in uh, relation to the... Yeah, that's the violin. That's a nice <laughs> violin. Er- 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 Aaron's playing the, 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 the softest violin of all time. Yes. <laughs> Just because I don't know your name, because you're on radio, and because you try writing in... Well, I know you write into the Telegraph every week. I don't know if they publish it or not. Who still writes into a newspaper in 2016? <laughs> this is Josh saying it, not me. Um, mate, seriously, it's a joke. No need to get upset, all right? No one, no one's been serious on this podcast for. A, we've been doing this for how long? A, over a year now, or just on a year? No, there's been no serious football talk ever. It's all been BS. So if you if you're gonna if you're gonna take something so seriously, don't. I work hard on my BS. I've I do. researched this BS for hours. <laughs> oh my god! We, oh, I reckon we've probably got one listener left. Well, we've got four because four that. people are here. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get on to the previews. Come on, let's do this. Yep. Right. Previews this week. Well, tonight. Well, we're about to watch um, soccer. We got uh, we got some pizza Japan. in. We got some pizza coming. Come I just ordered me pizza, so I'm happy now. Yes. What time's getting here? Seven fifty-three. Oh, well, it's should still over your pizza in time. Yeah, Pizza Inn was pretty expensive. Yeah, it but said it's it was worth f- it. Okay, I, I hope so. Because oh, yeah. 90 bucks for a pizza is pretty, Shh, pretty let's, weird. Let's, focus. Okay. let's get this over and done with. I like food. Okay. Sue me. First game this week is Adelaide United at home against Wanderers. 7.50 kickoff. Draw. Draw. Morrow. Adelaide. Adelaide. Uh, Do you think Adelaide were convincing enough? No. No. I went draw because Adelaide weren't convincing and the Wanderers were bad last week. I think the Wanderers can do this. Can you put me down for the Wanderers? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think... Yeah, I'm going to go Wanderers as well. I just I wasn't convinced with Adelaide. So I'm going to go Wanderers. I'm going to sit on the fence again. But if Wanderers defend like they did last week, Adelaide um, will probably score a couple. Right. Uh, the first game on Saturday, we're away at Sydney. It'll be a tough game for us, but... After that first performance, or well, the second half especially, I'm pretty... I'm I'm not as oh we're going to definitely lose this as I was maybe last week but it'll be tough but I hope we could do it I'd love to bet uh, one of the results I really want 
this season is beat Sydney away. So we're catching the train down. Uh, yes, we can are. Can you give us the details of that, Josh? Uh, yes, I can. We Well, the train leaves Wyong at 10.50am, and then it gets to Gosford at 10 past 11, and that'll get us to Central at 20 to 1. And then what we're going to do, we're going to walk up for Vaux Street, stop at all the pubs. Not all of them. Some of them are... No, Sydney all of them. Well, some of them. All some of them. them. Some of them. them. Have a have a few uh, few alcoholic beverage, beverages. A few waters. A few, uh, yeah, a few waters also, just so to be safe. We're going to start at the KB? We'll start at the KB and keep Probably walking. Probably go to the we'll Excelsior. Walk up, walk up that damn hill from Central to Moore Park. Yeah, and we're going to go to... Um, PJ O'Gallagher's, so that's going to be our main pub. That's our away pub, yeah. We should probably get there about 2 o'clock. Oh, okay, um, I said 3 on the Yellow Army post, but close enough. Or might be 3, I can't remember. Sorry. Might be 4. <laughs> <laughs> It'll definitely be before 5. Might be 6. No, we no, might, we might just forget uh, about the game. Anyway, just get to PJ O'Gallagher's, that's where we're going to be. Um, Eventually. That's, that's going to be our main pub, so if, if you're if not you're, keen for the... If you're a Mariners fan, yeah. go into the game, get to PJ's. It's in uh, the Entertainment Quarter in Moore Park. It's easy to find. Seriously, go... Instead of sitting at home watching it where it's quiet and you need you put earplugs we in need and all stop the here in the fridge, get. get down to the game. It used to be an epic away trip. Yeah. And um, it's just really died off in the last few years. But, you know, the, the lads deserve the, the support better. after last week. It's so much fun. I think, yeah, it, I think it will be a good game. I think the boys will, there'll be a lot more belief yeah, in more the belief, sport yeah. than there was at half time. Even if you don't go for the game, go for the people that are down there with you. We're all mates. We're all we're all Mariners fans. We're all mates. Come say hello. Come punch us in the face if you want. For if we make fun of you, kick us in the nuts for something that I said on the podcast. Yeah, but I'd rather not. You know, it'll be a big effort. I think those front three looked really dangerous against the Wanderers. So uh, our back four, I think we 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 played so you think much. Fartey will be dropped. Yeah, uh, I would Bench, if I if I, I had my way. I would. I think McGing. He did well enough. Uh, you know, there's still a lot of holes in that back four in the second half. We did well going forward, um, but defensively there was still a lot of holes. The few times that Perth got through, and we were probably lucky to not concede a couple more uh, before we got back into it. So um, I think, yeah, that front three just scared me against Wanderers the other night, knowing that we had to play them. So um, if they're on song, it's going to be very hard. But the belief in the squad after the... Coming back from three nil, um, I think we'll definitely play some part. And um, as if Tavares can play ninety minutes like he played a half, I think that I think, would, I think be he'll be fired helpful. up against his former team as well. Very much so, I think. You got anything to add to that, Morrow? I'm not touching it. No predictions. I don't. I don't think we actually made tips for this game last week for our game last week. Do you want to no, just, do you wanna just, just say we don't? Mariners. Yeah, it's just yeah. automatically have to tip us to win. We're the default. Otherwise, people mm. might get angry. Mm. Concerning. <laughs> <laughs> right, and the game following ours is the Melbourne Derby. Well, uh, victory at home. I'm keen if if we're if we're losing this game, I'm keen on leaving maybe a few minutes early to <laughs> get to the pub you? back to Mel- to, to watch the Melbourne Derby. It'll how be a big one. Dare you? How dare just saying, you? just saying. How? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> No, but seriously, if it's like four 0 then we'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be. I think this will be a great game. I think this obviously the the biggest Melbourne derby ever with Cahill coming in. Yeah, I'd say that. Cahill and Fornaroli up front, I think, is definitely going to be something to watch out for. I still think Victory will win it though. Victory still maybe a little bit too draw. strong. I'm gonna say two all draw. That'd I'm gonna nice. go for City in this one. Victory just didn't impress me at all last week and. Uh, no Troisi, so they're going to have to fill that spot. I think they, I think they're going to put FBK 
into 10 and then put Austin on the other wing. Rojas would be coming back, wouldn't he? Rojas would be probably starting. Uh, No, they have another game. Do they? They have another game like us, so it depends how he recovers from that, I guess. Oh, okay. There was was a worry that uh, he got injured in that game last week, but he did come off with a bit of a niggle, but apparently he's all right, so... But I, I think Melbourne City are going to be too strong. I, victory just didn't impress me at all against Brisbane. I'm uh, going I'm Vic- gonna go City. I'm going to go Victory just because they've got a really good record against City at Eddie Had. Yeah, no, sticking with City. City are just irresistible. What a team. Uh, the, I the, think they're um, missing Besides Moy. their defence. Yeah, I, I suppose they are, but you can't have that many, Any team would miss Moy, though. big names in your team and um, not start to d- press some of the right buttons. And mm. while they were not, you know, jumping over themselves with um, how fantastic they were in, in uh, New Zealand this week, back in Melbourne, back on their home territory, a little bit of something to prove in the derby. I think I think the gap between the two sides has definitely gotten closer a lot from last season and then into this season because was it two maybe two seasons ago victory were always dominant mm. but now it, look, it seems like it's going to be more even. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, first game on Sunday, the Jets are at home against Brisbane. Two, so Jets have two home games to start the season in a row. Yeah, that's that's weird. What a stitch up. Um, I think. Oh, well, obviously, I'm going to tip Brisbane because I'm never going to tip. The Jets is that automatic as well? Yeah. We're just gonna we're never, when, when no one's ever, we're never going to tip the Jets, are we? Surely we've got two defaults out of five tips. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's just a bit stupid. No, no, I'm not automatically. I think Brisbane will be too strong. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not tipping against the Jets automatically, but I'm tipping. Yeah, Brisbane. I'm, I'm tipping yeah. Brisbane as well. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that too. So it's a whitewash that one. Yeah. Yeah. The Jets' defense was all over the shop. Um, they were horrendous. Yeah, so I think Brisbane's attack, McLaren. Um, and Borello, they'll probably run rings around the Jets' back four. Uh, I think Brisbane 1-0. Actually, can Jets. I just go back to the Adelaide? It was weird seeing Enrique play for Adelaide. Was it, it was, just me? Yeah, it was. No, it was weird. weird. It, it, was, was, it was, was weird seeing him play for anyone that wasn't Brisbane. It was weird seeing him start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last game. Um, 7 p.m. on Sundays. Perth are at home against Wellington. The distance Derby. The biggest game in history. If you what, what's that? What's that video? If you don't have, if you if your derby doesn't have ten million frequent fly points, it's not a derby. <laughs> 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 um, Did you come up with that yourself? No, haven't you? Haven't you seen? Oh, what's his name? Like, what's his name? The YouTube guy that does the bloopers. Oh, yeah. He's done like a distance derby review. Oh, That's no. bloody brilliant. You should check it out. Oh. Um, I'm just going to tip Perth just because at home. Yeah, that time difference is massive. Like yeah. you could see it with our players in the first half. It's got them ready to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. I think, like we said before, Wellington weren't no that great against Melbourne City. I think they probably haven't gelled yet exactly. Um, I think if Perth don't collapse like they did against us, and uh, I think Kenny Lowe made a few weird subs against us as well, which didn't help because he, he, yeah, he thought the game was over. Before. Yeah, yeah, I think that really contributed to how easily we came back in that yeah. second half. Yeah, I think because he, he took he took Taggart off like yeah. in the fiftieth minute didn't and he? Castro yeah. as well. Yeah, he just yeah he made some weird sort of decisions, but um, I think Perth will get it done against Wellington. Definitely Perth. There's no chance. It's too so far. So all Perth, the whitewash as well. Perth will be reacting. It's yeah, too easy. Right. Well, that's the show. Um, it's been a long one. It's been a very sorry, listeners. <laughs> um, sidelines. We are doing a trivia down there. It's going to be the seventh of. Uh, December. You've so changed the date. I had to, yes. Okay. I got in trouble for the Why? 30th. Why? I'll tell you after. Okay. 
So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be bringing out some uh, information for that. The club are involved. We're going to have um, auctions and... Tri- um, it's going to be a fun night, and side yeah. sidelines is awesome. Troy, Troy's a top bloke, as usual. Yeah, it's, we love them down there. Yep, they're, they're awesome. And the new menu's just come out the, with uh, a lot of a lot of pretty good food, so get down there. Sidelines is great. And thank you for listening. <laughs>